the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. And our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And it is Friday. It has been, you know what, it has been so hot here in Arizona. But we've gotten lucky. And I say lucky, that's probably the wrong word. We have, you know... The state is on fire. We have this huge fire burning, and I forget how many hundreds of thousands of acres it's burned, but it's provided this, like, layer uh, of cover from the sun. So, yeah, it was 116, 117, 118 degrees, but it actually, you know what, believe it or not, and I've been, you know, I've been in the valley over 30 years now, so I've seen my fair shares of 116, 117, 118, it, it wasn't that bad. I mean, don't get me wrong. I wasn't out there for more than five seconds. <laughs> but, I mean, normally, when I get in there, like, you can't even touch your steering wheel of your car because the sun is so beating down on it. But the the uh, smoke from all the, these fires made it a little more tolerable. So there, you know what, I'm... It's, Silver lining Friday. I'm going to find the silver lining of things. That never happens. Uh, by the way, metals plans are going to start next week. So get ready. Those of you that, that uh, your quarterly shipments are coming, uh, it's, man, we have made some great buys. And all of them in the last 48 hours as we've taken advantage of this uh, big pullback in gold. Uh, today the stock market uh, getting hammered. Everyone's confused. I'm confused. You're confused. The markets are confused. But I'm starting to figure it out. So uh, we got a great show lined up for you. Uh, it, it's going to be really one of those things where we're going to try to understand where the Fed's at. Uh, we had James Bullard out today. For those of you that don't know St. Louis Fed, I actually like the guy of all the Fed guys. He may be uh, one of my favorites. He tends to be a guy that will never be, I don't think he'll ever be the head of the Fed because he tells too much truth. Right? He's not a good enough liar, in my opinion. Plus, uh, the research at the St. Louis Fed I think is really good. I, I actually will use it from, from time to time. Uh, and, and he was out just talking about, hey, I'm worried about inflation. And, and very interesting, we have very, very interesting reactions in the bond market. I'm going to tell you about it uh, coming up. Uh, but before we do that, some announcements. Don't forget, June 28th, Bradley Dean is going to be uh, giving, uh, we're going to have a little event at the radio station on June the 28th. If you have never heard Bradley Dean, I think he's, Phenomenal. Uh, him and David Knight are uh, very similar in, in their beliefs. 
uh, and and Bradley Dean were excited to have this. He's going to be the first one. We're, we're, he, uh, I'm going to liken this to, hey, we're working our way up to having a lot more events happening. Uh, you know, we, we were doing the Friday events. Those are coming back. We needed a little more help uh, to do those. We, we, we're, we're getting that now. Uh, but Bradley Dean on the 28th, uh, we're trying to put a dinner together, a private dinner. This We'll call it a VIP dinner on Sunday the 27th. All the proceeds, we'll, we'll, we'll charge for it, but all the proceeds will go to supporting Bradley Dean's ministry, which is really what excites me, and and hopefully it will excite a lot of you. And plus you'll get uh, some one-on-one time uh, with Bradley Dean. So that's uh, June 28th is the actual event. Uh, we're working on a VIP dinner for June 27th. The 27th is a Sunday. Uh, then the event is on a Monday. Uh, Bradley Dean's on his way. We were we we actually got him to redirect himself. Uh, he's got a big uh, bunch of events in in California, and so we got him to take a, a traffic detour and and come up and and stop for us. And it's going to be super. I'm super excited about because. Uh, the next one we're going to do, uh, David Knight. We're working on this one. It's early yet, but we're shooting for August uh, where we'll have David Knight up on the front range as well. Uh, what else? Oh, I talked about Metals Plan. It's going to start next week. Also, uh, let's not forget, listen, CBD products out there. And I know I push it a lot, but it's important. It's important for the radio station, number one. Number two, I push it because it works for me. And it works for, and I can't tell so many people. I mean, get away from these pharmaceuticals. Get away from them. Allow your body. You know, God created this fantastic vessel called the human body. We can heal ourselves. And, and what the uh, CBD does is it allows for the body to heal itself. Really, that's, that's probably the simplest way. You know, takes out the inflammation. It allows the, the, the body to react positive. Of course, and it's up. doesn't destroy your liver and doesn't, you know, uh, put you on this, this cycle of pharmaceuticals, which, you know, in my, at least in my opinion, is screwing up everybody. You know, they won't admit it. But, you know, you look at all the people that, that uh, all the AD, ADHD and ADD and this and that and, and all these, uh, you know, pretty much anybody out there uh, shooting up the place has all these mental problems. And I think you can put it. This is by this. I'm no good. But try it. Right. I can help you. I'm not sure of it. Uh, 1360K can see at the shop button. When we come back, what's happening in the markets after the Fed allegedly got tough on inflation? We'll talk about that. 800-951-0592. So here we are. The You know, we're on 48 hours later almost. It's a Wednesday afternoon. Jay Powell uh, gave the big speech, which it, it was really, again, nothing more than misdirection. Nothing more than, than them trying to give a narrative that says, hey, uh, 
Well, don't worry, we can still fix this thing. A couple of things, though, the, that really caught me off guard a little bit was, did you see the bailout for the banks again? Right, They're now paying banks for these nightly reverse repos. It's not a lot. But they used to pay them nothing for these reverse repos. Now they pay them for what they're so... So when they created Dodd-Frank, okay, they said to the banks, hey, you can't take all of this money and go and try to invest it. And then lose it all during the, you know, when you guess wrong and then bankrupt yourself. You need to keep a certain amount of your deposits in cash. Okay. In other words, you know, you can't have it in in some type of fund or money market fund or uh, you can't buy short-term treasuries with it. You, you had to physically keep it in cash. Well, of course, the the system has never really healed. Rates are still zero to point two five. Right? Think about it, if you're a bank and you and how do banks make money? Well, they make money on well, they're supposed to make money on interest, right? Load it out, get the interest. Of course, they make a lot of money now on overdraft fees, right? <laughs> Right? I mean, really now, the banks are nothing more than fees. Right? That's where they really make their money. But it wasn't how it used to be. But nonetheless, the Federal Reserve would pay them to keep these deposits that are required by law. Again, not a lot. But you're talking about billions of dollars. Yeah, with the be billions. It's profit center for the bank. And the reason they're doing that is because they're like, well, yeah, I know we kind of screwed you over with having the rates pretty much at zero for, you know, the last, how, what, what is it? Uh, out of the last 15 years, they've been at zero, what, 13 out of the last 15 years? So uh, we'll help you out a little bit. Okay, so they, they, they've been getting that money. They, what, what I'll call the required cash you're supposed to have set aside. Well, now there's the banks are like, well, we've got even more cash than that. And every night they leave it at the Fed. Here's what I just leave it in your own bank. Right? No, no, no. We don't want to do that. Just in case something bad happens. That, that money isn't in our bank, so you can't take it from us. Kind of funny how that works. But neither here nor there. They call that the reverse repo. Now, normally, there's not a lot in there. They have these reverse repo. This isn't new. What's new is the amount of money being put in there. Which, leading up to Wednesday, I mean, it was only $500 billion. Now, 
Here's what's funny. I want you to think for just a minute. Because they promise you. Oh, yeah, don't worry. Your money's safe. We've got $250,000 FDIC insurance. Right? Well, we all know this. They tout it as, you know, look, look how... Look how safe it is. Remember now, 1933, that started as $1,000. And I only bring that up because this is how little your money's worth now, right? $1,000 of FDIC insurance in 1933 is now, well, you know, now you need, now you need 250000 right? <laughs> that, that's the equivalent. What you could have bought for $1,000... And I, I don't even know if that really holds true. You probably really need like a million, but anyway. That's for a different show. I'm getting sidetracked. So, this FDIC insurance, as I've explained to all of you, when you deposit money into the bank, you no longer own it. Well, same thing when you buy stocks. You're essentially loaning your money out. That's what buying stocks is. That's what buying a bond is. Hey, I'm loaning money. But when you put the money into the bank, you loan the money to the bank. Now, the the crappy part is, there's a couple crappy parts to that. Number one is, you're an unsecured creditor. In other words, everybody else is in front of you. Right? So... The, well, the bank, well, I own money I owe money to, to this company, and I owe money to that company, and I owe money here. All those people are in front of you. Right? We're last. We're the, you know, when you go to bankruptcy, and you know, and all of you out there, whether you've gone through bankruptcy yourself, or maybe the company where you worked at's gone through a bankruptcy, or just people you know. You know how it works. Hey, we don't have enough money to pay our bills. Okay, well, how much money do you got? And then they start dividing it up. They divvy it up. And it goes in the order. There's an order to things. Right? There's a guy that's in the front of the list. He gets paid first. And then if he's paid off, if there's more, still more money left, the guy that's second gets money, and then the guy that's third, fourth, well, we're last. But don't worry. Because we've got this FDIC insurance thing. By the way, never, ever, 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 ever have more than $250,000 in any one bank. Now, that's in, now, let me, as a person, right, as a, as a company, that's harder to do, isn't it? You know, there's lots and lots and lots and lots, and well, most of the time, like at Baker, we got more than that in the bank have to. I mean, it's just to do business. But as an individual, never do it. And by the way, just just so people know, having an account at branch one branch on this side of town, another branch, if it's in within the same bank, it all counts. And all your accounts get added together. So keep that in mind. Well, I've got hundred thousand in a money market. And I got another hundred thousand in my savings. And I got another fifty thousand in my checking. That's two fifty. It's not by account. So 
So they total up all your accounts at any one bank. So if you're in that situation, you got to go to another bank and open another account. I know nobody likes to do it, but believe me, you want to do it. Just to be, just in case. And you'll be like, oh, no, it'll never happen to my bank. No, no, don't, don't, don't be that foolish. Having said that, having said that, Now the banks are like, well, we've got all kinds of money. Now, why would that concern you? I mean, as of Wednesday, Tuesday night into Wednesday morning, they had like over $500 billion more dollars on top of the money that they already had to hold that they were leaving at the central bank. And again... They weren't getting paid for that. They just made a decision. Well, we're looking at what we could buy out there. Think about this now. $500 billion, over half a trillion dollars. By the way, the FDIC insurance fund maybe has $40 billion. So I just want you to think about this for a second. The bank's got this money that they have to keep hundreds of billions of dollars. Then they have five hundred plus billion more in this reverse repo. So now we're already we're already at about seven hundred fifty eight hundred billion. There's only forty billion dollars, give or take, in the FDIC insurance fund. Kind of see the problem there. But then Wednesday afternoon, the the Fed says hey, you know what, we're going to pay you very small amount, 0.05% for the money at at these reverse repos as well. Now, of course, I explained to you yesterday, well, why did they do that? So go back to the Fed's funds rate, 0 to 0.25. That's their official number, right? Officially, it's not 0. And zero becomes very problematic for money markets. So that's why they they need to have it be a little... So they really want it to be 0.125. That's what they really want. You know, right in the middle of it. And really, for for all practical purposes, one-tenth is fine by the Fed. That number keeps dropping. And it got all the way down to 0.04. So the Fed was getting nervous. Hey, we're way at the low end of this range. Uh, we got to do something here. So this was their solution. This this help has helped drive it back up closer to a tenth now. So just so you know, that was what they were trying to do. Well, lo and behold, last night the banks six. By the way, sixty-eight banks were the number left 755 755.8 billion dollars there so they're like wait you're going to give us money hey here's a couple here's 250 billion more dollars so once again again this then this is just money they haven't used so think, think about how 
really underfunded the this this FDIC insurances. And remember, during the financial crisis, it went from a hundred thousand to two fifty. I mean, they bumped it up to make you feel safer. The problem is when they did they didn't actually charge the banks more money. Right, because every month the bank's got to pay a little sliver of a fee to the FDIC to let this fund grow. And, and the funny thing was, is the day before the announcement, five hundred and twenty billion by fifty-three banks, and it's not just U.S. banks. So these are global banks. You know, if you have dollars, you're in there. But it just shows you how few banks really rule the world. 68 banks, three quarters of a trillion dollars. And I'm sure the central banks, oh, no, no, that's what we intended. Okay, sure, sure it is. And here's what's even more amazing. When you you start to think about, this is what these banks are saying. Hey, we looked all over the place. And we decided $520 billion of that decided getting zero was a better investment than loaning it out to any uh, anything else. And now getting 0. .05, three quarters of a trillion dollars better than investing in anything else. Let that sink in for just a minute. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back. 800 uh, Yesterday, we were running Silver Eagles. I'm still running them until I'm out. We had two, over 200 rolls yesterday. We've got about 70 rolls today. That's it. And then once that's gone, back to the regular price. So 760 a roll for a roll of U.S. Silver Eagles. That's 20 ounces of silver. For those of you that are new to this, uh, minted by the U.S. Mint. Uh, these are backdated years. Uh, sometime between 1986 to, you know, all the way, well, what? I think the old, and I, don't hold me to this, I think the oldest I saw was like a 2016, uh, but they're all across the board. Uh, they're 760 a roll. If you buy 25 rolls, that's a green monster box or more. But we only have 70 rolls, so just that's the most you could buy. Uh, take a dollar uh, an ounce off, so 740 a roll if you buy 25 ounces or 25 rolls. Let me click 25 rolls or more. So 760, uh, one, one through 24, uh, the 25th roll, uh, all of them go down to 740 at 800 951. 0592. I also have uh, $20 gold pieces still at 2095 And again, uh, just so the availability is so hard right now. There's plenty of availability. Listen, I can get all the gold you want at $2150 to $2250, all of it, right? But at this lower end here, right, it's, it's hard to do. Uh, $800. Nine five one zero five nine two, and we're talking about what the, the the box the Fed's in. And I told you a lot of this happened because of what happened with the Treasury, right? They were 
the Trump administration, they built up the Treasury's checkbook to $3 trillion. They got about $700 billion in it now. Most of that has been coming off here at the, at, in the last year. And you, you'll know that, hey, why hasn't the debt clock been exploding higher? Well, that was why, because the Treasury had already borrowed it so they could spend money without having to borrow more. That's a matter of fact, the debt clock just in the last, not even in the last week, the last like three days or so, the debt's jumped to $150 billion. So it tells you the Treasury stopped now. They their checkbook, they, then they're at where they need. And that's a problem because this number shot way up. Of course, they you know, offered to pay them money. So, so think about this: the the debt clock now running again. I think it's what twenty eight point four two. Almost, we'll, we'll we'll probably be at twenty eight and a half trillion sometime next week. Which was supposed to take some pressure off of this repo market because now there's more debt that needs to be bought, and all of these of these sixty eight banks, a bunch of them are what we call primary dealers. They're the ones that run the auctions. They've got to buy whatever doesn't get sold, really. I mean, that's the best way of putting it. They've got to buy whatever doesn't get sold. Uh, so by default, some of that money that they're now parking at these reverse repos will have to go into the auctions. But now you incentivize them with a little bit of interest, and now they're like, well, maybe we won't loan anything out. Here's the thing. This is what's really happening. The bond market is calling BS on the Fed. That's, that's my opinion. The, the, the tenure note's falling again today. It's down to 145 now. Yet they're talking about, wait, we're supposed to raise interest rates. And if that happens, right, the dollar's supposed to go up. The dollar's up. I mean, it's not up a lot. Let's not kid ourselves. Uh, barely over 92 is not a big move. But there it is. The, the treasuries are supposed to be rallying as well. We should be at least at one six, one seven. I mean, still ridiculous when you think about it. But here's what the bond market's saying. Oh, really? Oh, you're gonna taper? You're gonna raise rates? Like I said, James Bullard, one of my favorite Fed guys, was on CNB. By the way, all next week, we're going to get Fed guys all next week. They're all going to try to cheerlead the markets here. He was on CNBC this morning saying, hey, I think we're going to raise rates next year. I was one of those guys. I'm one of the aggressive guys. Bond markets, in huh? Really? Okay, well, we're going to fall a little more now. Our, or the, rate, the yield's going to go down even more now. Because what they said is, try it. Try it. Go ahead. You go ahead and taper. You go ahead and raise rates. Because if you do, this economy's over. That's what they're saying. That's what the bond market is saying. Now, the dollar guys, they're like, oh, no, they say it, so we're going to react. When the dollar guys fight with the bond guys, 
the bottom guys win. And the, and the reason is simple. Look how big the bond market is. I mean, think about it. Between the Fed, by the way, the Fed's balance sheet now over $8 trillion. No one's even talked about that either. Shh. 28.5 plus 8. You know, I did. I only went to public school, but that's $35.5 trillion just in, in uh, treasury debt and rising. And so this is very, very interesting. Like I said, the Dow's down over 400 points. Now, they're starting to get worried now. The stock market's saying, like, whoa. The tougher the Fed talks, the the farther Wall Street's going to fall. It'll fall enough to get the Fed to stop talking tough. It's going to fall enough to get the Fed to stop talking tough because let me tell you right now that whole little exhibition we got on Wednesday was nothing but talk and I'll even give Jay Powell a little credit because he's not the greatest but he had a good meeting on Wednesday but I loved his comment eh, take our dot part take it with a grain of salt so take it with a grain of salt he was trying to downplay it He doesn't want Wall Street to fall yet. Because then if he does, right, then he can't, then he's got to stop talking tough. Because he wants to talk down inflation. It's not going to work. It's another prime example today. How in the heck can the bond market keep falling? And the answer is very simple. Very, very simple. Go ahead and try it, because if you do, the whole thing's coming undone. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. I'm just laughing. Poor Arlene. Arlene's here by herself right now. The phones are going crazy. <laughs> we, that, that, hardly, that never happens, but today was one of those weird, weird days. Uh, yesterday, like, we had my wife here yesterday because Arlene had an appointment uh Brittany's out of town. She has a wedding to go to. And, and so we're, we're a little short steps. Just be patient. Arlene will get to you uh, in the order uh, that you called. Uh, but very, very interesting. Right now, uh, silver's $26. Gold, $17.73. Uh, silver's up $0.15. Cents. Gold's flat. Gold's just, well, you know, let's face it. Gold got taken to the woodshed on this notion that uh, the Fed was going to fight inflation. That's not what they're doing. And now, I, this, and I'm, I'm starting to figure it out here. The bond market is saying, okay, we're going to take you at your word. You say you're going to start tapering. Well, they didn't. And see, here's what they didn't say it. But what they said was, we're going to start raising rates in 2023. Well, before you raise rates, you need to stop buying the bonds. <laughs> because remember, and I, and I tell this to everybody, when bond yields go up, which is, which is what happens when you raise rates, that means the people that bought at the lower yields lose money. So, you know, the Fed doesn't want to be accumulating bonds. 
before they start raising, it automatically turn them into losers, right? I mean, so so you didn't say anything about tapering because they really aren't going to. I mean, they may do the same thing they did last time where they try a little bit and then quit very quickly. And then today, to make matters worse, because the Dow was actually going to have an okay day today. Matter of fact, gold was probably going to close around 1800 bucks today until James Bullard came on TV and said, oh, wait a minute. I'm one of the head guys here that believe we, we got to raise rates even sooner. He said, I want to raise rates next year. Well, by saying that, what you're saying is we're going to end all the bond buying here in the next, you know, you want to do it 2022. So within the next year, you've got to stop buying all these bonds. You know what the bond market did today? <laughs> yeah, I mean, bond, bond yields should have went through the roof. Uh-uh. No, they went even lower. You know, you remember that 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 commercial? What's it? I think it was like Duracell. Go ahead, make you know their old Clint Eastwood, right? Make my day. Knock it off. Knock it off my shoulder. I dare you. The bond market saying, "I dare you." Go ahead. And this is why I really like gold here. This is another great. It just confirms in my mind even more. This is a great buying opportunity. Nothing more than that. This is a big game of chicken. Right? And Jay Powell, I bet you right now, Jay Powell is probably fuming right now. I got you to go along at the meeting, and now you're out there. What what are you doing? Right? The Dow's down now almost 500 points. Because the Dow's like, well, okay, well, I'm going to believe... You know, Bullard here, I believe the bond market. And, and think about all the reasons why. Well, what, why? I know it's bigger, but why? Well, let me tell you. At the end of this month, the moratorium for evictions comes to an end. The last number I saw was 9 million people are behind on their rent. So uh, that's not good. 40 million people, you heard me right, 40 million people have to start paying their student loans again. Because that was another one of the things that was in there, right? Think about it, 40 million people haven't been paying their student loans. Anybody who hadn't been paying their rent's going to start paying it, right? The 300 extra dollars for unemployment, half the states, that that went away. And, and every state's a little different. Like Arizona, it just went away. Half the states in the next, I think, three weeks goes away. The other half, I think it goes to the September. The other half, by the end of September, goes away. On top of that, 
There's no, at least right now, there's no talk of another stimulus check. By the way, I, I got a prediction. There may that talk may start again before the year's over. Just but we'll wait and see. So so think about all of that money now that was being spent on other things having to be redirected now. And now you want to taper on top of it and you want to raise rates on top of it? I don't think so. 800-951-0592. Over the next week, we'll see where the dollar tops out at. And I think that'll be the high watermark for the dollar for a very, very long time. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment. Uh, U.S. Silver Eagles, until we're out of them, 760 a roll. By 25 rolls or more, 740. Final segment on the, this Friday coming up. 800-951-0592 is this. Oh, boy. Uh, Bullard again. I want to read to you now. This may be, you know, I, I don't know. We're all waiting for the housing bubble to burst again. He admitted he's a little concerned about housing market froth. They got to use a different word. That's the same thing they said the last housing bubble and said that the Fed is leaning toward the idea that it may not need to be buying mortgage-backed securities. We don't want to get back as the housing bubble game. That caused us a lot of distress. What do you mean you don't want to get You are in the game. If you didn't want to be in the game, why were you buying the mortgages to begin with? And these guys just speak out of both sides of their mouth. It, it, it truly is amazing. So think about this. So here's uh, Bullard saying, yeah, we're worried about housing. We... Now he doesn't admit we caused it. Now that now I would have really been a fan of him. He said, "Listen, we caused another housing bustle. We screwed it up. We shouldn't have been buying these mortgages. We've got rates at zero. You know, could you imagine now having to pay four, five, six, seven percent for a mortgage? You know what that's going to do to the price." Well, again, you know what? It doesn't matter now. All the banks own all the houses now anyway. I mean, it's getting ridiculous. Uh, but something to think about. Something to think about when we're talking about, okay, what, what is this really going to look like? And that's why I said I don't think this thing can last very long. I really don't. Mortgage rates start rising. That's going to hurt housing. Housing slows down. You know how housing is so important to everything that's happening here. And then all of a sudden we got another problem, and all they're going to do is what? Blow that bubble back. And I think got to blow it twice as hard. That's why I really, I, I do, I think this is, a, this is a gift. This is a gift $100 uh, on gold and a gift $2 lower on silver. U.S. Silver Eagle, 760 a roll, so you get 21-ounce U.S. Silver Eagles. And these are going to be older backdated coins 
Uh, and really, the backdates have been carrying you know, other. They put these premiums on it. We don't do that. Uh, and they're seven sixty a roll. If you buy twenty five rolls or more, seven forty a roll. Uh, and both of those that puts us pretty much the cheapest in the country anywhere uh, uh, with those prices. And then U.S. twenty dollar liberties, uh, two thousand ninety five at eight hundred nine five one. 0592. Take the time. Keep adding to your portfolios. Uh, listen, enjoy the weekend. Uh, try to stay cool out there. We're going to cool down next week. I think we're only going to be like 110. <laughs> It'll be fine. And that's actually, you know, uh, a little more doable out there. Happy Father's Day to everybody out there, all the dads out there. Listen, we don't need much. I told my wife, I don't like having a big deal. Let's just have dinner uh, with me and her and our, our youngest son. Uh, he actually leaves. He's leaving next week, so we're going to be empty nesters. Uh, but happy Father's Day to all the dads out there, uh, and and just make sure you reach out. Right, if you got dad, maybe you haven't talked to him in a while. Pick up the phone, give him a call. Wish him a happy Father's Day. God bless everybody. Uh, we'll be back next.